Hello, welcome to the Unstoppable Life podcast with Verna Haywood, the original Spice Girl from Grenada, the island of spice and all that is nice. I am here to spice up your life with a sprinkle of faith, a dash of hope and a pint of love. This podcast is a space for every woman and man to grow, not only grow in faith, but grow in wisdom, confidence and develop their relationships as well as know their human rights that God gave each one of us. Each week, you will hear topics from women and men to help you build a solid foundation. Now, let me introduce you to my special guest. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Robin. Robin is a really lovely person. When I first met Robin, we had a really good conversation about uh, what she does and it's called live your wildest life i'm not going to go in and explain all of that what i'd like uh, robin to do is to tell us all about it because i was very fascinated by it live your wildest life what does that mean to live your wildest life and we're talking today about um, our inner nature what it is that we have on the inside of us that can really help us to grow and develop and even heal ourselves so sometimes we have all these negative talks uh, and that we carry on with ourselves, the thoughts, and they are just fleeting. They are not meant to stay, but we just get hooked on them and then we, we use that to then stop ourselves. So without any further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you to her and for her to tell us everything. So the conversation will be conversational. We have no script. We have nothing. So everything will be coming from the inside. Everything we ask, every conversation we have will come from the inside. So Robin, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you so much, Verna. It's so lovely to reconnect with you again. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to talk about my passion. So my business is called Equenergy Wild Wellbeing. And WILD is an acronym that was basically kind of what saved me and continues to save me all the time because it is, as you say, about reconnecting with our inner nature through the nature all around us and how we learn from that nature more and more about who we really are and kind of, I think, give ourselves permission to be that when we see that nature just does her thing and she doesn't worry about what people think about her or she has to do it on the time scale. And there's no pressure on her. She just does her thing and she does it so beautifully. But we so often have been conditioned or told that we need to be a certain way, all these shoulds and ought tos and have tos that we carry around with us all the time. And for me, it's putting those aside and just getting back to the reality, the truth, the nature of who we really are. And I was listening to Gabor Mate a while ago, and he was saying that when we feel uncomfortable in some way, it's because we're not living in alignment with that true nature. So our body are really what comes from nature. We are just actually another animal that has such wisdom. It's a biological system and it tells us when we're not in alignment with our true nature. 
So we, when we learn how to listen to it, how to interpret what it's saying, because quite often as well, we've been given all of these messages about what it's saying when, when we have pain or when we have emotional discomfort or other kinds of discomfort that I don't think are really helpful. Things like when you feel pain, your body's going wrong, it's making a mistake, it's attacking itself. To me, that's not what it's saying at all. So I love working with people to help them to fall back in love with their body, to fall back in love with the fact that it's always there trying to support us, giving us these wonderful messages that when we know how to interpret them, they let us know where we're off alignment. They let us know how to get back to alignment. They let us know how amazing and how wonderful we are, what, what gifts we have to share and how the world needs those gifts right at that time, that we are in the right place at the right time in the right way. And that when we can just go as nature does, just go with the flow, then it's beautiful. Even when nature is messy, she's beautiful. Even when our lives are messy, they can be truly beautiful. When we're looking for that beauty, when we know, when we recognize that beauty, because sometimes we come with a specific view of what beauty should be. If we look at a cultivated garden, we think that is beauty and we maybe miss the beauty in nature. But when we learn that both of them are beautiful in their own way, then we, we can relax and flow and it all just feels so much easier because we take things far too seriously. We're like sometimes that cultivated garden and it has to be all neat rows or clipped hedges. When if we look at nature, she doesn't do it that way. And yet she's so beautiful in so many ways. Oh, I love that. I love that fact that you talk about, you know, nature in its in its wildest and, and how the beauty just comes out of that. As you talk about, you know, not uh, manicured. And I, I that just took me back oh, many, many, many years ago with my great aunt, how she had her manicured garden, you know, with the fencing and the curtains were the fencing and everything cut to a perfect height. And then you had all the roses and stuff like that. Every, everything looks really pretty. But as you say, when you go into nature, nature speaks a different language. It doesn't have everything in the right place and they're not all at the same height and you touched on when we are going through things in our lives we think oh it's messy it's wrong we're not right we're not best but when we stop to look on the inside actually that is meant to happen at that point in time because there is would you say i think i'll ask this question this way would you say there is a lesson that needs to to be learned there is something that would help us to expand ourselves and be more open to nature because as you said we come from nature we are nature we are and we have evolved alongside of nature and there are lots of things like our system our digestive system has receptors for certain plants so we can eat certain plants and receive nutrients from those plants we need daylight we evolved as a diurnal species, as a daylight active species. So when we don't have that, it impacts on our well-being. So there are lots of examples of where we have evolved alongside of nature, the world in which we live. And if you think through all of that evolution, how many thousands of years we were living so close to nature, it's only very, very relatively recently that we've taken a step back. We live in houses and we work 
Some of us work night shifts and so on. So it's taking us further and further away from nature. We spend a lot of time looking at screens, particularly since lockdown and all of that. And it's not natural for us and we haven't evolved that way. So it can feel uncomfortable. And in answer to your question, I think when things go go wrong, (laughs) they're not necessarily going wrong, but when we think something has gone wrong, it hasn't gone to plan, it hasn't gone the way that we expected and it feels messy. I think what it is, I'd call it an invitation. It's an invitation to go within and it's an invitation to listen and to explore with great compassion for the messiness and for all of the stuff that it brings up in us because it may bring up feelings of I don't want this and it feels uncomfortable and I feel angry and I feel frustrated and I feel irritated. I feel unequal to the invitation to the ask that it seems to be putting on me. I don't want this. I want to be anywhere else but this. But when we can even just allow all of that and just know that's normal, that's natural, that's okay. What might be on the other side? What might be, I I guess, yes, a lesson, but what's a wisdom within this? Because I think that things come up when we're ready for them. So if there's a challenge in our life, even if we don't feel up to that challenge, if we don't feel ready for it, I think that it's there to say, yes, you are. Let's do this together. Let's look at the resources you're not aware that you have. And me as the challenge, I will help you to find them and I'll help you to grow those, expand on them, find out the depth of them, plumb them for all that they can give you. So I think these things are invitations and we can either choose to go with them or choose not to. We're not forced into either route. But I think when we go down the, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take this challenge. I'm going to explore it. I'm going to be compassionate with myself. I'm going to listen and I'm going to witness. Then yes, they hold so much for us. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) I just think this is how this program was meant to be this morning. I'll tell you why. I woke up this morning and normally get up very early in the morning. And I can sometimes find myself going out outdoors at four in the morning, just to breathe in the clean, fresh air. There is no noise, no vehicle, no nothing, no, not the sound of a bird or anything like that. And I will just take some quiet time outside with myself. And then later on, you would hear the birds and the seagulls are just waking up and they're just being joyful. Carrying on, and I'm like, ooh. And I turn around and I see in the horizon, the, you know, just a speck of the, the, the colors of the, the sun, just, re, you know, just coming up. Dawn is just breaking and they are welcoming the dawn. And I thought, oh, my word, that's so amazing. This morning I decided I'm not going to go out too early. I'm just going to lie there because it sounds windy outside. But then I something just said, you know, get up and go outside. So I got up, I went out and I started walking. And then this time it was later. Normally they will get they will come out at half five. This morning they came out after six because that's when the dawn was breaking. And they were so joyful. And I I I, I got a few few pictures of it and I thought, okay, what's going to be my post today? I haven't written a post for a long time. And the post was, you mentioned about sometimes you can be messy and something is happening and we wonder why. And I remember just Mother's Day in 2020, just crying, just broke down crying. And I couldn't understand why I was crying. We have this tendency when somebody asks, are you okay? Oh, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, I'm fine. 
we don't say exactly what's happening. But I, I, I was crying uncontrollably and I couldn't understand. But I had to go within to find out why was I crying so much? Yes, I've been through trauma and I've been through lots of different types of trauma. But what it was, it was, I couldn't say Happy Mother's Day to my mom because my mom disappeared 35, over 35 years ago. And I lost a son and a daughter. Six, one was six months ago in my pregnancy and the other one was six and a half. So I had no mother to say Happy Mother's Day and I had no kids to say Happy Mother's Day to me. And I was just, oh, it floods of tears. And out of that, birthed something. So where we... We, we put everything under the carpet. We lock the door and we don't want to go there. We don't want to open it because we don't want to deal with those things. But it's in going and going and unveiling those things. That's where the healing process begins. And that's what I found. And that's how I was able to write the program Unstoppable Resilience, Three Powerful Practices to Take Your Power Back because you become powerless. So tell me something more, because having experienced that myself in going and looking and really getting inside of me, tell me a little bit more about how someone can use that to help them heal. Our body carries everything. And there's a book by Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score. It's so true. So when we've had trauma, and that can be big trauma, it can be the loss of a parent, the loss of a child, or it can be those you know they're called little traumas but how a parent looked at you how a teacher spoke to you how even you're not necessarily in childhood but maybe a boss how a boss made you feel I had a very bullying boss who made me feel like one inch high and it really impacts on you and the body holds that you can even I can think back to what that was like in the way that my boss looked at me spoke to me dealt with me and with other members of staff as well and I just feel myself shrinking and they did research and they know that the psoas muscle which is the one that causes us part you know one of the ones that causes us to go into that fetal position of protect myself they call that now the the muscle of emotion because it holds that emotion then and our fascia holds emotion if we're tense it shrinks and people who do massage and body therapies will tell you this that they can be massaging a part of the body and the person will start to cry because that emotion has then been released to a degree. And as the muscle and the fascia release, the memory, the trauma comes to the surface and we cry or we, we feel that emotion in some way. I think that when our body feels discomfort or we feel emotional and we go within and we just be still, and we listen because the rest of the time we are so busy and we're often busy keeping ourselves busy because on some level we know that if we get still that stillness allows the emotion to come up so we keep ourselves busy we keep our world noisy we always have the radio on or we're always doing something on our screen or that's where addictions come from as well because they push it down they cover it up they are like a sticking plaster but when we can just be still it gives that space for the emotion to come up, but it also gives the space for our creativity, for our expression, for the solutions to be found. So sometimes it's very difficult to go there on our own if the trauma feels big or it's been 
lots of little traumas over a long period of time and it just all feels too much. So sometimes it's really good to reach out and get somebody just to be there and to hold space for you, whether that's a friend or a professional. But it is, I think, so important to go within because it gives you that space. It gives you that opportunity to hear what your higher self or your soul self or your inner wisdom knows is right for you, your true nature to speak to you, to tell you where things have drifted off and you're not being as, I think it was Neil Donald Walsh used to say, who you really are, because who we really are is love. And there's a quote that I love and I can't remember the exact words or who said it, but talking about wildness isn't what we think of. We think of, you, you hear people talking about a wild animal and you think that it's crazy and chaotic and dangerous. Whereas wild really is beautiful and it's harmonious and it's free to express itself spontaneously. So that to me is what going within is about. It's connecting with that wildness that's what I mean when I say live your wildest life live the life that is true that it feels grounded and real even if that's sometimes a bit raw and a bit messy but that you're okay with that you've got that sovereignty if you think as a woman I think of those strong wild depictions of women where they're able to stand in their strength and their sovereignty and just own who they are and not worry about what anybody else thinks so that that's what all that means to me yeah, uh, and I can connect with that. I can connect with, with everything you said because I experienced that. I experienced that going within. I experienced that uh, connection. I experienced that's who, that's who I am. And I experienced the not wanting to go there, the covering it up, um, not wanting, because we tend to, I think it's the idea of being ashamed as well. Very and you much. want to know you have had these experiences because what are they going to think about you? We mentioned earlier, nature doesn't think about what anybody has think about how, how the tree grows, how the leaf, when the leaves fall, because everything change, change happens and everything has a season. So this might be your season of going through. You are just passing through. You're not staying there, but you have to pass through. You have to go through. The change have got to take place for the, the growth to come, for the healing to take place. I think that is what's so magical about it. So tell me, I'm sure everybody, I know you have the acronym for WILD. So can you, do you want to tell us what's the acronym for WILD? You know, living our wildest life? WILD as the word, because it relates to nature. And the WILD that I was saying, that is not the crazy and chaotic, but the true and the beautiful and the messy, but the strong and the powerful and all of that. But basically it came because of my own journey where I was feeling in a really low and desperate place and I didn't want to live anymore. And I tried a few conventional things. I went to counseling, I went to a doctor and got some medication, but they weren't working for me. And I realized a long time later, looking back, they didn't work for me because I felt stuck still. Like you're saying, we need to go through. And I didn't feel like anything was supporting me to move through and to learn and to grow and to find my sovereignty and to stand in that sovereignty I actually felt like I was being held in a stuck place as a victim so I wanted something more 
and I was feeling a bit wild, I guess, but on my journey, which was learning how to explore with compassion, I kind of came across what worked for me. And I think is a structure that would work for many, but basically wild then stands for wonder. When we can look at the messiness, when we can look at nature and know that we are part of that, when we can know the wonder of it all. And I look at a leaf or I have horses, so I might poo picking and I see dung beetles. And here where we are in Wales, they're black on the top. So they look a bit boring, but you flip them over and they are peacock shades of beautiful, beautiful colors. So seeing all of these things, seeing how nature puts so much detail into everything and it's beautiful. Even if on the surface you might not see it, when you look up close, there is so much within it. Uh, if you look at a butterfly wing and you see the detail, I love photographs that do the tiny up close. This morning I took the dog for a walk and I saw some staghorn um, fungus. So I was down there taking a photograph of this because it's tiny, but beautiful, such a rich color. Uh, and I think I've always loved nature. I've always loved being outdoors. I've always loved spending time with animals, which gets me outdoors. And it was seeing all of these things and feeling that sense of perspective and proportion again, that my worries that seemed so big and complex and painful that I thought the answer had to be big and complex and painful. But then I looked at nature and how simple and yet complex and how beautiful and how messy and yet how perfect she is. And that gave me that sense of wonder, which brought light and joy back to my life, where before it had felt dark and pointless. The next one is I for intuition, which for me was learning to live with my inner wisdom and to follow my inner wisdom. And I've been reading a little bit of Clarissa Pinkola Estes book, Women Who Run With The Wolves. And that helped me to understand how, particularly as women, we're often taught not to trust our inner wisdom, but just to do what we're told and to be good girls. And I'm sure the same is true for others as well. Like men are taught big boys don't cry. So we have all of this conditioning that's layered up, up on us. And I think a lot of it takes us away from that inner wisdom and from listening to our body and when it's telling us that we're out of alignment or we're not quite on balance. But if we don't know, we can't get back. So that's why I'm very passionate about listening and witnessing and trusting our intuition. The L is love yourself as you are, but also as you are not. Coming to that understanding that you are you, you are unique, you are special, you are precious. You don't need to be a second class, somebody else, but just to accept all of who you are and then accepting that and exploring it more and more fully, being able to express it and allow your true gifts to shine because nobody else can shine them. And then D is dance, dance with life. And like you were saying about the seasons and change, that life is, is messy. It's not, we think that it should be just a straight line, just getting from A to B 
but it's not it goes all over the place and sometimes it goes backwards and sometimes it goes down and sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes sideways so for me a dance is like that if you're on a dance floor sometimes you're going forward sometimes you're going back sometimes you're moving around somebody else but when we do it with openness and grace and flow it from somebody looking in to the dance floor it just looks beautiful it doesn't look like oops there's somebody i need to avoid and i'm going backwards now it just looks like it's all part of the flow and i think that when we can trust the process the process of what our body's doing the process of nature the process of life then that's what it is but again we take it all too seriously and we worry so much and we're so filled with fear fear that we've been taught that isn't part of who we really are so when we can understand that and let it go there are fears that are natural absolutely but a lot of the fear that we actually carry is fear that we've been given fear that we've been conditioned into so that's so powerful i can fear there is a good fear and there as you say there is fear that is you know good for us and there is fear that is not good for us so you know i i tend to rely as a as a spiritual person it says um we were not given a spirit of fear, but what we was given is a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And you mentioned the word love, and we are love. You know, that's who we are as human beings. We are love. Our name is love because we have, we have, we are gods. You know, that spirit. We are spirit. We just have a shelter of a body to protect our spirit because we are not flesh and blood. You know, we we were taken from the dirt and we were made. And that spirit was put on the inside of us, which is what you call the intuition, because that spirit guide, it guides us. And oftentimes we tend to neglect it. So if we want to think about we have this, the, 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 sub, the, the subconscious, the conscious, the subconscious, and I call that the super consciousness. So that's getting deep down into the soul where everything is made from. And when we can understand that and and yes, you, you do need someone to really guide you through. Because when you haven't really experienced it, it's hard for you to understand the direction you need to take. So people like yourself and me who have had those experiences and have had to walk through it to, to get our healing and still carry on is because we have been given a gift that is then we can then enable to help others. So when you talk about living your wildest life, it's because that is your true, true self and living in that now. Do you feel that by embracing all of this, it helps us to be in the now? Or do you think that, hey, that's a fancy thing. We don't need to live in the now. We just need to think about the years ahead. It's not bad to have goals. It's not bad to set goals. But when we do that, do you think that we're racing ahead rather than enjoying the now, enjoying the life that we've been given? Yeah, I, but there's definitely potential of that happening. I think that a lot of the time we either live in the past, we're regretting and we're thinking we shouldn't have done that and the what ifs and all of that. Or yes, we are so focused on this is the thing that I want or I want to get to this place or I want to achieve this thing that we are not enjoying and 
if, if we're enjoying, I want to get to this thing, or we're enjoying remembering the past, that's fine. But it's when the joy is taken out of our lives because we're so focused on the past or on the future and not just relaxing into the flow. And, you know, if, if, if life is a struggle because you're either worrying so much about the future or you're worrying about the past, that's when I think that things aren't as good as they could be. But yeah, I think being in the present, because there's a mantra that I quite often use that right here, right now, I am safe. Because generally speaking, in the UK, certainly, we are safe right now in this moment. Because although I might have memories of the past that are uncomfortable, or I might have fears for the future that worry me, right here in this moment, they're not there, except in my head. So if I can park them and just be in this present moment, I am safe. And I have the space in that moment, even if it's just the pause between two breaths, that space, just to feel safe for that moment. And because we are in such a fear-focused society, fear-weighed-down society, just to have that moment consciously, because yes, our subconscious is huge, but to live consciously, I think, is often the key. To make our decisions consciously, to, to know who we are consciously so that we make the right decisions, because then things will fall into place. But yeah, I think if we can live consciously in the present, that allows us to make the decision of, it's like that Native American story of the two wolves. We all have two wolves inside us. Are we going to feed the uplifting wolf or are we going to feed the wolf of fear? The wolf of love or the wolf of fear? If I'm feeding the wolf of love, I can sit in wonder. I can trust my inner wisdom. I love myself. And when I love myself as I am and as I am not, I can love others completely with no strings and no, I need you to do this for me or I need you to be this way so we can love unconditionally. And then we can dance. So yes, I think being present is so important. It doesn't yeah. take away from anything else, but it means that we can enjoy as Neil Donald Walsh used to say, enjoy is enjoy. It's bring joy in so that our happiness, I've got a friend who's a happiness for no reason coach, which I think kind of says it all, just being happy. Because if we're happy for a reason, if that reason changes, what happens to our happiness? So if I'm happy because I'm rich, I'm happy because I'm healthy, I'm happy because I've got this job, I'm happy because I've got this partner. If any of that changes, and life does throw us curveballs all the time. And that's not to say, oh, somebody dies and I'll suddenly, you know, I'll still be happy, but that our, our happiness doesn't depend on those things. You mentioned something about fear. And as you said that, this, this came into to me. You know, I, I read the scriptures a lot and it says, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful in doing well. So even if you think you're not doing well, you might think that way. That thought will come in to just stop you. Oh, that's not good. But actually, if you were to step back and take a really good look at it, you are on the right track. But it's just that one thing that comes to, to stop you from taking that step. So fear is the fear is real. When I say fear is real, I mean there is fear that will tell you don't touch this. Because if you touch it, you will get burned. So it's warning you. It's sending you a signal that don't touch it. You have to be fearful of that. There is danger there. Crossing the train line. Oh, you know, the train is coming. But yeah, you have to be fearful because am I going to make it in time? Or You know what I mean? There is that fear. But you, could, you should not allow fear to stop you from moving forward. You should not allow fear to stop you from 
that innate, that one that is innate, that is telling you, that is giving you the notion that you need to move forward and you just stop there because you're thinking, what is everybody else going to say? Am I going to get it right? Is it going to be perfect? Because we're looking for that perfection. And as you say, you know, there is no, no such thing as perfection because everything is perfect in its own way already. So we don't need to make anything perfect. So I was wondering, oh, I'm curious, of how do you think that we as a people can not spend so much time on on social media and all these different things that everybody says we ought to do, but just find the time to spend time with yourself and get the answers from within. How do you think that can help someone move from one state to another? So that state of not loving themselves or not having that compassion because someone said to me, I don't know how to love myself. I've always give love, but I don't know how to love myself. And I'm thinking, well, you can't give what you don't have. You may think you're giving love, but if you're not loving yourself, then are you actually giving love? Or are you just emptying yourself and giving from an empty vessel? Talk to us about that. Talk to us about how living our wildest life can help us overcome these things. I think if, like you say, social media is so full of the expectations. So you should look a certain way or you should live this life or you should have these things in your life. And most of us, our lives don't look like that. We already, we are all wired with a negative bias and it's part of the survival system of being a human animal because we are on the lookout for threats so that we can avoid them. And that's where natural fear comes in so that you don't touch something hot and you don't step off the side of a big cliff or whatever. So we have these natural alert systems. But I think that we have evolved, our world has has evolved uh, and we as human beings have evolved because we create things all the time and we're changing things all the time. And if you think of the last hundred years and how much the world has changed, we have airplanes, we have social media, we have internet, we have regular pan-global travel. We know so much more about other countries, other cultures. We have food from all over the world right there on our doorstep, or you know, we don't even have to go out for it. We can call it in an Uber. All of the, and the the world is right there in our phones or on our laptops and on our computers. We can almost sort of virtually travel anywhere and experience all of this. But then it's 24-7. We can't get away from it. The news is there 24-7. And the news plays to our negative bias and always reports on the bad stuff. Anytime people have tried to set up good news things, it doesn't really take off in the way that the sensationalist, fear-driven media does or the this is how your life is supposed to look so all these selfies that aren't necessarily real or there's certainly a selection they show you the good stuff they don't necessarily show you the less good stuff the messy stuff so we have this perspective of how the world for everybody else is because we see it on our media but that's not how it really is but we judge ourselves from that and we find ourselves wanting and I think that's where it can be a negative thing because social media is just social media. 
it's how we use it and how we respond to it and how we view it, which is why I think it's so important to be conscious. Because when we just look at it without being conscious, it's like when we are a very small child from the age of naught to six or seven, we're in this state where we just take on board everything. We don't question it. We don't filter it. We just take it on board. And I think we're kind of like that as adults with social media, we just look at it all. We don't question it. We don't say, is this real? Is this what this life, this person's life looks like all of the time? And if we're not choosing what to follow on social media, then we can end up seeing a lot of the trolls and the negativity and the criticism and all of that stuff. And we think it's everywhere, but it's not. Because I hear people complaining about the stuff they see on Facebook and I think, well, I don't see it. But I don't see it because I don't follow that stuff. And Facebook algorithms, they give you more of what you follow. So if you take the time even just to read one of those kind of posts or you reply, even if you click dislike or something, you'll probably get more of it. Whereas if you can choose just, I'm not going to click on anything like that, you'll get less of it. I'll click on all the stuff that I find uplifting. You'll get more of that. So I think when we're doing that consciously, we get more of what we want. And also I'm passionate about choosing people we spend time with, things that we read, things that we listen to, things that we watch, that's uplifting. Because then we'll feel better. We'll feel better about ourselves. We'll also have greater kind of, like I was saying before about nature, it gives me a sense of perspective and proportion. And I have one of those little diagrams, little cartoons, where there's a guy on one end and a guy on the other end. And one of them's looking at this drawing on the ground and saying, it's a six. And the other one's saying, it's a nine. Because it's all about how we choose to look at things. So if we can come from another perspective, things might look very, very different. So when we are consciously choosing what we look at and how we look at it, then our perception and our experience of that thing will be different. It's not that we need to live in a very different world and cut ourselves off from everything, but we can choose consciously, I'm going to follow that, I'm going to read that, I'm going to listen to that, and I'm not going to listen to the other things. Because again, listening to my body, if I listen to that, I feel really down. I feel really heavy. I feel icky. Whereas when I listen to the other stuff, I feel a sense of possibility and excitement. And the world looks like a brighter, happier, more colorful place. So I think that's where what we do and what we engage with has such a huge impact on how we feel and how we feel then has such a huge impact on how we live. And it's like thoughts become beliefs, become our filters, how we see the world, become how we experience the world, influences our thoughts, creates our belief, influences our filters. So when we can take our beliefs out, I've heard a thing where they're like a pair of glasses. So take them off now and again, clean them, assess whether they're still supporting you. They're still in alignment with who you really are, with your true nature. And if they're not, that's fine. Just make a few changes. <laughs> That's so, so, so true. So important. Uh, you touch on so many different things which we can, we can dissect, but we don't have all the time to dissect them all because they lead into a different topics. And I want to touch on, you talked about, you know, just getting in that flow. And when we get into the flow, how important it is to just allow ourselves to flow and not think about anything and, and choosing. So important to choose and so important to surround ourselves with the right people. Because in choosing, you're going to choose 
the right people to surround yourself with because that is, would be either your positivity, your upliftment, or that downgrading, that distressing, that anxiety, that depression. It's all those things. that don't need, and, and it's so important, again, with the words. And you talk about colors, and colors is so... There's something beautiful about color. Even though if it is black, there is something beauty about black because... If you look behind it, if you look within it, you can see that power that comes with it. And, but it's just, as you say, is looking at what lens, what lens are you looking with? What lens are you looking to see the beauty in everything that surrounds you? I guess with that, I just want to say, how can people get in touch with you who want to, who, feel, who resonate with you and, and feel that? I can work with this, with, with Robin. I need, I feel that sense of connection. I feel that sense of there is something that I need to work through that Robin can help me with. And how can they reach you? And what is the, the word you can leave with them that they can use to navigate their life, to that wild, wildest life? I just love that word. <laughs> You can find me on my web my website, which is www.equenergy, so E-Q-U-E-N-E-R-G-Y, equilibrium and energy, E-Q-U energy, all one word, dot, uh, com, www.equenergy.com. And on that, you can find access to all of my social media under the tab resources and then links list is down there. All my social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And I have a Facebook group. So if anybody is finding that what I'm saying is resonating and you're interested in nature and animals and how that supports us and our well-being and you want to learn learn a little bit more about that do come along and join me in my group it's a lovely space I've got so many amazing people there who have come and just share uh, stuff in that group It, it is a really beautiful space so yeah that's really the places to find me I'm also on my website on the second tab, Let's Connect, there are lots of different ways to connect with me, including you can have a 30-minute free Zoom call with me just to explore some stuff and maybe make a start on how to live your wildest life and how to just get that even just a little bit of different perception and perspective because it's amazing how much that can shift. And I talked about sometimes we think our problems are huge and they're painful and they're complex. So the solution is therefore going to be huge and painful and complex, but it isn't. It's the simple little things just done consistently and done with compassion and love for yourself. So if I may have two words instead of one, my words for this year are nurture and nourish. Uh So to have that compassion, to find a way to believe that you really are that special and precious. And if you can't, find somebody else who can for you until you can for yourself. And in the meantime, to nurture yourself and to nourish yourself by surrounding yourself with all of these uplifting, positive things and just see what a difference that actually will make. Mm, And with that, by you nourishing and uh, nurturing yourself, what you find will come out of that. With my two words is refreshed, you'll feel refreshed and you'll feel renewed. And with that, 
that, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing all those wisdom with the audience. And and they will have all that they say. They don't, they don't have to retain it. So with that, I just want to say thank you for being here today. I appreciate you so much. And I look forward to our future endeavors. So thank you. Thank you so much, Verna. It's been a joy and an honor to be here. You're welcome. Wow. What wisdom. So much wisdom was shared in this program. Guys, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Proverbs 479. I just love quoting that. I pray this episode has given you wisdom so you can have an unstoppable life. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can connect with me on my Facebook page. You can give me a call or you can send me an email. I will also have in the show notes. All these will be in the show notes. So everything will be there for you so that you can connect with me, connect with Elaine and you you can have the wildest life, live your wildest life, which is going to be an unstoppable life. Thank you for spending time on the Unstoppable Life podcast. We look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Take care and God bless.